Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Hello and welcome to another Standing Stanley Tucci. I'm Hannah. <laughs> I'm David. Uh, we're we're two huge Stan Tucci stands, and uh, we're watching every single thing that he's ever been in. Uh, according to IMDb. So today we're watching uh, Men of Respect, a 1990 film uh, set in New York that follows the story of uh, the Scottish play. Uh, David, I don't think it can be called the Scottish play after this. This movie has remade it in a <laughs> new image. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's now the, the Italian play. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're mobsters instead of Scottish kings. Yeah, it's Macbeth in uh, in New York. In New York, only in New York. <laughs> only in New York. Um, so we 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 wanted to watch this film because Tucci's in it. He has a somewhat prominent speaking role. Uh, he he shows his face a lot. He shows the back of his head even more than his face for whatever reason. Um, and this is one of the first uh, movies that we're seeing that actually has him on the cover on the, the poster. Uh, so that's, he's moving up in the world. He's getting his name on things. Yeah. Um, but the basic plot is uh, that uh, John Turturro plays Macbeth, but he's Michael Battaglia, yeah. you know, it's, it's like Macbeth, but it's Mike Battaglia. <laughs> I don't know. It's terrible. And also this performance is terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not it's not his best performance. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no one really turns in their best performance here, I don't no. think. It's 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 a remarkably dull movie for like a mob movie. Uh, it's really it... slow paced. Maybe that's the Shakespeare <laughs> sort of bleeding through. But uh I mean, really, just it's like mostly just dialogue about like, oh, we can't kill this guy. Oh, but we gotta kill this guy. Oh, but we can't kill this guy. But but every time, I don't know, just like the production value on this could not have been high. Or if it was, I don't know how they spent that budget. Because this was made in like 1990. But like, it looks like it was a student film, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like all of the camera work is really weird and just has this like amateur kind of vibe to it. And like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely cheap. I mean, the the, yeah. the movie opens and it's got like this synth 90s score with like extremely synthy trumpets, but playing yeah. like, you know, mob type music. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Italianish sounding ethnically. Mediterranean music. Mediterranean music, yeah. Um, and it also opens with like this weird sequence where you're hearing like radio static and like someone's like yeah. changing like radio stations, but you don't, it doesn't like cut to that ever. No. And the things that they're talking about are completely unrelated to what's happening in the movie. Like right. they at one point mentioned the KGB trying to assassinate the Pope. <laughs> I, like, maybe this is establishing, like, setting for somebody, but I have no idea when the KGB tried to kill the Pope, so... No. It Did could that be any happen, year. <laughs> like... I'm sure they tried. I mean, who likes the Pope? <laughs> Catholics? <laughs> right. Well, Jews here, so we don't, we don't know. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
<laughs> so so yeah. So what's Tucci's role in all this? What is what is who's Tucci playing? He's the uh, the son of the king. You know, he is the inheritor of the mob boss. Um, right. You know, he... his his name's Mal. Uh, whatever the the crime family's called. Yeah. Mal. Uh... Mal stereotype. Yeah, like this, like this movie was not written by Italians because the like there's zero <laughs> maybe res- I don't know there's zero respect for like any <laughs> kind of Italian culture. It's a lot of just like ah, uh, like Mamma Mia. Oh no, we run a restaurant. You, you want I should be a mob boss? Eh? Okay, pops. Right. You know, like it's where very... people where men of respect, where people of res- we gotta respect each other. Right. With our so respectfulness. Like, so there's that. But then the the thing that's a dead giveaway, David, is the fact that the name of the restaurant that the Macbeth character owns is just called Fedora Restaurant. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get your fedora on and let's go to Fedora <laughs> like, Restaurant. Do you eat fedoras there? It's not even like Fedora no. Restaurante. You know, it's just like... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a real restaurant. restaurant. Uh, you, you live in New York, right? Google... Uh... I Google mean... where Fedora restaurant is. <laughs> Fine, I will. I'll do that right now, and we'll see if there is a Fedora <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> right. While you're looking that up, I'll just say that uh, the crime family is called the D'Amico crime family. Uh, totally fictional, uh, because they have to make all the other names kind of sound like the names of the characters in Macbeth. So... Peter Boyle, the uh, the bald guy. Well, you know, more bald than uh, than some of the other ones. He uh, he's playing Matt Duffy, who is Macduff, and uh, Dennis Farina. Um, Dennis Farina plays uh, Banky Como. Uh, I'm actually not sure which Macbeth character that is. Um, yeah. So there is. I I have looked it up. We have an answer. Uh, there is a okay. closed American style restaurant called fedora in manhattan that no longer exists uh, but it go. no American longer exists style. no 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 that it's not like for the it's mob. not italian but near where you and i grow up david google maps got uh-huh. a hit for fedora bistro cafe which is still in business so uh, we should go we should go anyone who's near trenton new jersey uh you know it's it's there it's waiting for you um <laughs> So uh, I'm just going to take the line that I said earlier again because I'm just going to cut cut around it. Um, so the, the crime family is the D'Amico crime family. So Stan Tucci is the son, the first son, you know, and heir to the throne of, uh, of the capo. He's Mal D'Amico. And uh, his, his, he's got a brother named uh, Don. And his dad is Charlie. And uh, they're all... They're all in love with this Mike Battaglia, John Torturo guy, because he's a badass and he, he kills the people good. Right, which is, again, it's 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 all just beat for beat, exactly, Macbeth. Um, you right. Know, like, Macbeth does good thing, gets gets uh promoted his wife's like hey yeah, everything i know about hey, macbeth loser. i learned from i learned from the macbeth in space episode of jimmy neutron so uh never read the play so what do you know uh there's a macbeth there's lady macbeth and lady macbeth tells macbeth to kill his uh his king and become king 
and uh, there's witches, the weird sisters, and they say bubble bubble, uh, toil and trouble. And uh, there's a there's a prophecy that he's going to become king, but that he's going to he, he's going to, you know, screw everything up and it's going to be sort of a twisted prophecy. And then in the end, uh, he dies because it's Shakespeare. <laughs> well, no, because it's a tragedy. Yeah, but I know that I know that Lady Macbeth, like in this movie, Ruthie Battaglia, played by Catherine Borowitz, who I think was married to, to John Torturo at the time and maybe still is. I don't know. But uh, but she's like the she's like the main instigator of this coup attempt, right? Yeah. And so that's the same as in the play that uh, Lady Macbeth is the instigator. Yeah. But then after it's done, she gets paranoid and crazy and starts. Uh, right, but so does he. Going on a cleaning frenzy. That's the that's and, the whole tragedy, you know. Is the, right. Like, they both go crazy they both... and they say, "Out, damn spot!" But in this movie, it's like. Out damn linens on tables. Well, no, because then she's cleaning the tub. Bathtub. And yeah, she does scrubbing. the weird scene in the bird bath. That was the weirdest scene. Of What's all. the bird bath scene? Oh, where she's like sleepwalking or whatever, and the guy's like, she shines the light on you, but she doesn't see you. And then she like goes and like washes her hand in the bird bath or whatever. Did you forget this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just I, so I weird. Mean, I, I, a lot of this movie was just sort of a blur, you know, the parts that Tucci wasn't in, and it was, uh, you know, it was just a lame, lame movie. One of the Ooh. one of the like truly like lowest points of 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 uh, of like, you know, pastiche is just to do Shakespeare, but it's mobsters. You can do it right. with anything. They did it with Romeo and Juliet. They did it with right, uh, but that was much more interesting Hamlet, and like had a know. vision, whereas this, you know, was just like there's no vision. Schlock. The only vision was the guy. You know, he's like a first time director. Right. You know, he must have just loved all these actors because they're oh, I I in terms of whomst we also this is like everybody. You know, we've got Stan Tucci, but we've also got. Uh, we've also got Dennis Farina, who we, we talked about in, uh, in, uh, what was that crime story where I he was so. the, the cop? Yeah. And he's actually is a former cop and he's fantastic as a mobster as well. I, I really like his Chicago stylings. <laughs> I think like of all the people, uh, of all the actors in this film, he is definitely the turns in the best performance yeah i i think he's definitely up there i also really like peter boyle's performances the mcduff character matt duffy duffy Duffy. he's like the you know the direct antagonist because he's like the guy who ultimately ends up killing john turturro in the end born of Um, woman (laughs) right we'll get there uh but but yeah like he's He, he, he uh, you might know Peter Doyle from Everybody Loves Raymond. He's the the dad, um, but uh, but I know him as the young Frankenstein's monster from uh, from Young Frankenstein. You know, he's always putting on the Ritz in my mind. Hey, putting on the Ritz. Uh, and John Turturro also. I love him in every Coen Brothers movie that he's in, and also in the Transformers franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love him in the Transformers? Franchise? I mean, he's easily the best part of any of those movies. I, I, I love him. Truly, have I think I've only ever seen the first one. So I and yeah. that was years ago. So no comment. 
no on my part. You know. Um, he's not directly beneath enemy scrotum in this film. Okay. He's, he does show a lot of his own bare ass, though. Yeah. I was going to say this movie gets major props for the first major nudity. Um, just being John Turturro, like, lounging completely naked in bed while his wife sits there fully clothed. And I'm like, right. I love then, this dynamic. And then he has... Like, that one scene wouldn't be that notable. Like, you know, it's John Turturro. He's very, like, open. He'll do whatever. But then, like, the next scene that we see in that apartment, he's sitting in a chair completely naked and then puts on a robe to go answer the door. Both times, I think, he puts on a robe to yeah. halfway through to answer the door. It's like, why do you just hang around naked until somebody shows up? Oh, I mean, he lives his life as a true man, David. <laughs> <laughs> he knows right. the true man in in sort of a, a Zack Snydery kind of yeah. great man sense because uh, in the very first scene that we see him in, he's slow mo, super slow mo, bursting into the restaurant and blasting everybody to death. Uh, yeah, and you know it just felt very Zack Snydery to me with the the super slow mo, the indulgent. <laughs> it was it was pretty slow mo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't just know. Just in that first scene, though. It's just overdramatic. <laughs> right. And then we go we go to the castle, you know, Castle Mc, McDial, Castle McWhatever, Castle yeah. Mc, McItaliano. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and everyone's sort of like, oh, man, did you hear what happened? You know, John Turturro, like, killed the Greek, and now he's uh, he's a hero, so we're going to make him a made man. And they have the whole ceremony where they, they cut their hands and then do a blood handshake, and they keep talking about being a man of respect. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Battaglia's not concerned with that. He's got to go see this old lady. <laughs> well, no, he's, like, hiding from, like, other gangsters who are trying to, like, get him in reprisals or whatever. And then he, like, stumbles yeah. across this this lady. And then it's, you know, it's the, yeah, the he's weird there with, uh, with Farina, who's playing, like, a Shylock. And I was thinking, like, Shylock? That's the wrong... Uh, that's the wrong play. But he describes himself as a Shylock. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're just hanging out in, like, the bamboo forests of New York City, and then they find, like, a spooky man in an alley, and he's like, come see this safe house. We've got an old lady with lots of crosses and candles, so you know she's really Catholic. Yeah, and then, like, too Catholic, she, like, right. like, psychic Catholic. And then um, she, you know, she's got the gift, you know, and that is kind of a thing in like mob culture. Like they can be kind of superstitious and religious-y, but, uh, but I, I, I think that the idea of making her into like a witch who can literally see the future is maybe a, a bridge too far for this adaptation. I mean, why not? You know, it's Macbeth, like. It's just, it's so literal, you know, it's like if you're going to do Macbeth and, do, you know, set it in the mob scene, you could do it like less literally, you know, <laughs> where all the characters have names that sound like their Macbeth counterparts, like Matt Duffy as Macduff. Right. Like, that's silly. <laughs> like, don't play it so literal. Do, you know, make it more about the mob this scene than about Macbeth. who love the mob and who want to feel pretentious and so right. they did Shakespeare plus the mob so someone could feel, like, high class. 
Um, and that's what we got. But yeah. All right. Well, well we're, he, he we're gets, beating around the bush. Yeah. But we got to get to the, the Tucci of it all. So, <laughs> you know, Tucci appears in like a few scenes early on, but he yeah. doesn't really become a, a character until his, his father is murdered. Yes. At which point he promptly bursts onto the scene shirt open his pecs glistening in the sun uh and and he he is very distraught and distressed but also very uh you know very attractive looking yeah i i would say that this is not my favorite tucci performance um you know i there's there's certainly not so far right yeah. so far um you know, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's my least favorite, but it, it it seemed like a lot of times he was just kind of phoning it in. You know, like I think it's the direction, really. I mean, it's like sure. what like, what do you do? And and it's the script a little bit yeah. too. It's like what do you do with this material? But I mean, at least he's he's looking good. You know, you can't yeah. say he doesn't look good. No, he does. And you can't say he doesn't uh, have presence either. You he know? does. I think in the scenes that he's in, he stands out. He has done some sort of, you know, he's a character actor, so he does his little character choices. If you're watching the video podcast right now, you can see Hannah's background has him doing kind of an underbite glare, which I haven't seen him do in any of the other films so far. But it's like, yeah, like this is my this is my angry face. (laughs) And sometimes he'll just like hold it and like hang there and it'll be in close up and just just kind of sit there because that's what the direction is. Right. Um, I mentioned that you see a lot of the back of his head, and I think that's the, you know, being a first-time director, like, the blocking in the movie is, like, not good. No. (laughs) So it's, like, most scenes either begin where you're only seeing the backs of people's heads, or at some point the camera moves so you're seeing some people's back of their heads and some people the front of their heads. Right. It's very, it's very different from, like, the TV setups where you always see, you know, everybody in frame, like, kind of looking... So that everyone's in camera at all times. Right. I don't know. No, I <laughs> What agree. else is there to say about the Tooch? <laughs> um, he doesn't have to do, like, a wildly Italian accent. Like, he has a little bit of an Italian... No, it's more modern, so yeah, it's and it's in more... New York, and he's young, so he's just kind of doing his own voice. Right. Um, like, it's a little affected, yeah. you know? It's a little more, like, mobby, Brooklyn-y, yay. But like not not overdoing yeah. it for sure. It's no, definitely not. I mean, he's he he definitely recognized that this is supposed to be like a serious film. It's Shakespeare. You know, he's like a stage actor. Yeah. You know, originally, so I think he gets that it's not supposed to be over the top and silly. But I want it to be so bad. And like, there's a few scenes where it kind of gets close to that. Like like Tucci when he's uh he's like yelling about the guy who killed his father. And they, you know, and and Turturro is trying to cover his tracks, so he's trying to kill the people who he's accusing of killing their father, even Mm -hmm. though he actually did it. So then Tucci's, you know, screaming at him, like, don't, don't kill him! Take him alive, you fuck! Yeah! And it's like, when he hits that fuck, it's like, that's good. And his shirt is just flowing like a silk sheet drying on a clothesline. (laughs) It's gorgeous. Um... Also, some other random guy also has his shirt off. Does yeah. not compare. No, but, not uh, at all. There's a lot of male nudity or partial nudity. I know. This, uh, I love film. the female gaze in this. <laughs> no full frontal. Uh, so, you know. Whatever. It is rated R, though. I guess that would push it over to NC-17. No, not necessarily. But it's just like, it's it's not uh, it's not that kind of film, you know. 
Um, I, there's a few scenes that are really ridiculous that I like. Uh, there's a scene where John Turturro is fantasizing that, that Dennis Farina is grilling and keeps offering him a burger or a hot dog. With his, like, nerdy and then, son. And then his nerdy son pulls out a garrote and just, like, starts choking him to death. Wait, um, this so, is like, the best... that's how they reveal that he's paranoid that Farina's gonna kill him. It's, like, the best scene, though, because... It's just like, at least for me, I didn't realize that he was fantasizing about it at first. And so they're just like <laughs> staring at him with these like totally like Stepford smiles and just kind of yeah, like, yeah. You want hey, a hot dog, want Mike? A hot dog, Mike? <laughs> and he's you like, You want a burger, Mike? <laughs> and like, my reaction was the same as this guy's. And then they just like murder him. And I'm like, Where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it just makes it extra wild to have him wake up from this dream and be like i gotta kill that guy he's got it out for me <laughs> like that's the kind of dream you wake up from and you're like i gotta stop eating right before i go to bed yeah no more no more cheese before bed um and then right after that we have like this big party where now we're starting to like really see that uh Turturro is falling apart he's you know yeah he's Macbething it up he's just completely <laughs> Uh, hallucinating like terrible things happening mm-hmm. um, and then he starts shouting like we're supposed to be having a good time here it's a party <laughs> and like I like it when he goes over the top like that and then I also really like it when he starts hallucinating Dennis Farina as just like a zombie, a zombie at and, the party and like the frame rate drops so it's like uh, I don't know what movie that that's like a, a, a reference to but like there, there's definitely like horror movies where they they like drop the frame rate and it becomes all like jumpy, like oh. the the image. Um, I don't know. Maybe leave it. Send us a tweet if you uh, know where that trope comes from. We'll probably think uh, of it the minute we stop <laughs> recording. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's just like a weird movie. It's uh, super I, I, weird. I, I don't know if I can recommend it to anybody, even even for the tooch. I mean, like, if you're interested in Shakespeare adaptations, I guess check it out. Like, Right. You it know, makes the list they, of mob I, <laughs> Shakespeare adaptations. And it makes right. the list of, like, all of the mob movies of the 90s, right. which there were so many of. Right. I mean, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, towards the beginning, the screenwriter really seemed to be trying to, you know, make it a little bit more modern, trying to get the, the actors to say however stereotypical uh you know <laughs> say some like kind of mommy lines like yeah forget yeah. about it like hey. you want i should make dinner what's what's up but there's no guy like you know jimmy two times who says no. everything two times and there's no there's no joy in it there's no fun and laughter there's just the <laughs> the guard parody but he's only in there because he's in shakespeare um, right, the guard character uh, who who lets them into the restaurant at whatever point. Right, um, uh, but I mean the, but, the literalism. I think really like it just doesn't work in the end. Like when we're starting to see no. like the prophecy come out, and it's like, oh, you know, no, no man born of woman can kill you, and he's like says it literally, and then all of these people are like trying to kill, him, and he keeps going, hey, no man born of woman, no man born of woman, and then like. Uh, the the Peter Boyle character Macbeth. is like ex- explaining in extreme detail 
like why he technically isn't man one of woman whereas in shakespeare it's just like he gets a, a cesarean section right i mean it, no i think it's like a similar story or something like basically uh, he had I to thought be it was ripped just... from his mother but like it's definitely dr- dramatized in uh right. in the movie um, right. but, but but matt duffy or mcduff he's like you know you know how i got the name duffy it was from a priest I got it from a priest and the and the father he took me in because my mother died and the and the doctor had to rip me from her from her womb and that's why I'm not a man born of woman and that's why I can kill you except why would you know Matt Duffy this modern guy know anything about his his prophecy first of all and then even if he knew about it why would he care I don't know. It's very enough weird. to say that. Look, we're dealing with sort of a, uh, you know, it's 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 sort it's of a loophole. loophole here. Yeah, it's a sneaky genie Damn. fay loophole. Um, but yeah but yeah like towards the end of the film the dialogue it really feels like the screenwriter gave up and was just kind of like i'll just copy the shit they say in Macbeth and like add some gunfights like that's fine Anything to say about like Lady Macbeth and like Catherine Borowitz's performance in this? She does a pretty good job. I think again, I think a lot of the problems I had with it were mostly due to like directing and script. Um, Yeah, but I I think she does fine with what she's given. She's like literally the only woman besides the crazy old lady who gives them the prophecy uh, in the whole film. Everyone else is a dude. Oops. Oops. Well, I guess that's uh, that's another one in the in the pipe. Yeah. I think we're going to be getting to some of Tucci's more critically acclaimed work soon. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the next movie, which I believe is Billy Bathgate. <laughs> oh my gosh, David! Is that the sound of Tucci news? alert news time. Tucci alert news time. Uh, so we, we know that everyone's thinking about the Royals lately because one of them is dead. Thank God. Apparently there were some people talking about, uh, talking about Royals before that when, uh, Prince William was, was shockingly crowned world's sexiest bald man. And, uh, a lot of people were upset about that because there's a particular bald man whom we hold very near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Uh, One Stanford Tuchelof. Stanford Tuchelofsky. Yeah. Stanley Tucci! What? And we were not the only ones. The internet, like, heaved a collective gasp at the fact... Prince William. Right. Who is neither that sexy... And an ugly... With an ugly soul. Yeah. And also, there shouldn't be royals... In the UK, but you know, who am I? Who am I? We're just some American Jewish globalists who want to. Now, you know, Tucci lives in the UK, though, and I would not be super opposed to granting him, you know, naturalizing him as a citizen and then maybe crowning him the new king of certainly uh, of england uh i'm i am gonna veto that because tucci knows the that, that uh you know the british empire should not exist and that uh he, he's too woke he's to be, too to woke be king. why I'm just we... too woke to yeah. be king 
interesting because this was a report from the paper. The, the, the Prince William thing came because the Sun, the, the paper, um, found that Prince William has been called sexy 17.6 million times, like, throughout the internet, basically. Um, <laughs> which, like, sure. Okay. And that that number was higher than any of his other, like, of the other famous bald people who have existed. Right. And so that so makes it's, him... it's obviously, like, the sexiest bald man, you're part... You're not really, like, adjusting for people's, you know, levels of sexiness. Right. You're simply saying, who is the most famous, most remarked upon, sexy, bald man? Right. And I guess a lot of people just... They really just have a hard on for royalty more so than anything. Uh, it's but it's like, why part of me most is like... of the blandest Disney princes still have you know fan pages. Well, no, no, no. But like the like seventeen point six million is too big for anyone to have like gone through and checked. They must have just done like a search all yeah. like. If the yeah. word sexy and the words Prince William appeared in like the same like web page so they might not even be next to each other is what i'm thinking you know or like (sighs) let's see let's see what this article in usa today written by elise briscoe says so according to let's see cosmetic surgery group longevita conducted the study using google data to to reach its conclusion that the member of the royal family took the sexy bald crown one social media once social media got word of the prince's new rank, many were in disagreement. Stanley Tucci, I will avenge you, wrote one user with more than 7,000 other users co-signing with a retweet. Look, regardless of your opinion on the royal family, I think we can all agree that this is Stanley Tucci erasure and it shall not stand, yes. wrote another user. Um, yes. <laughs> Tucci weighed in, posting a collage on Instagram with himself next to bald celebrities like Bruce Willis, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Patrick and even Stewart. actress Tilda Swinton as her bald character, the ancient one from Doctor Strange. Okay, that one's problematic. That but, was uh... problematic for a lot of reasons. Um, and also, if we're including <laughs> women, Lupita Nyong'o just wins. Like, you know, like... There's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of women who, who who shave their heads and and are are very sexy. But, I agree, uh, but like but I don't think they compare to the naturally bald, you know, like Stan Tucci. <laughs> yes, Stanley Tucci is great. So Stan Tucci nominates himself, but he also recognizes that there's a lot of other sexy bald people who are more uh, more sexy than than Prince William. So he's got Bruce Willis on there, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, Jason Statham, Patrick Stewart, LL Cool J. Um, you know, there's a lot more bald people and people who have played roles where they've shaved their heads or wore bald caps that are uh, that are sexier than Prince William. And so, Tucci, I respect that you're willing to share the fame, but it's you. It's, it's you, you all the way. It's you, always been you. You won our hearts. We give them to you. Uh, and we will be back... With more Tucci in two weeks, but tune in next week for a talking trope 
extravaganza. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be a normal episode. Another normal, average episode of Talking Tropes. Uh, but you'll enjoy it. All right. Catch you guys later. And keep on standing. Bye. But that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Writer and director of Big Night.